0: we should be at one with nature. So we should, we should be following nature's clock. So very simply, as the sun goes down, we should be going to bed. As the sun comes up, we should be awake and those should be our most alert (coughs) hours. Um, And if you you will find that if you implement just this rhythm of sleep, and we'll get to sleep a little bit later on, Mm -hmm. but if you If you implement these hours where you sleep when the sun sleeps and you wake when the sun wakes, you will find that your body actually works at its best.
1: Hello and welcome to Dr. Vedya's Heal at Home. This is your podcast for everything health, nutrition, fitness, yoga, Ayurveda and much more. Hi, hi, hi Suchita, how are you? I'm very well, Michelle, how are you? All okay, all okay. Um, Great to have you on. Thank you so much for doing this.
0: Thank you so much for having me.
1: No, of course, we're very excited for this session. So everyone who's tuned in, thank you so much. We're really excited to be doing this. Um, Also, so today we have Suchita here from uh, Lagos, Nigeria. Really excited to have her on. She's going to be talking to us a lot. Um, about you know the importance of having a daily routine and of course, we'll delve more into that as the conversation progresses. For all of those questions, feel free to ask them. If you can't stay for the whole session, do try and do so. If you can't, this will be on our IGTV immediately after the session, as always. Um, so yeah, we can get started. Um, so uh, thank you so much for doing this. Really excited to speak with you.
0: It always amazes me, technology, huh? And how, <laughs> and how we're literally... Broadcasting to all over
1: the world, that never fails to amaze me. No, 100% it's great, you know, um, Dr. Mejiaz has been doing this Heal at Home series throughout the lockdown and honestly we've also been really amazed at how many people we've been able to reach all over the world Um, and have great people like you come on and talk to us as well. It's been great for our viewers, it's been great for us. I know I've learned a lot from all my sessions and you know, looking forward to learning more uh, today. Um, but yes, yeah, so maybe um, you can just introduce yourself to our viewers, talk a bit more about what you, can, what you do on a daily basis and then we can get into it. Sure.
0: Um, so as you said, I am based in Lagos in Nigeria. So quite far away from India where you would expect um, Ayurveda to step from. But uh, I think it's important to know that it can be practiced from anywhere in the world that you want to be or that you are placed. Um, so my background actually is not in Ayurveda at all. I don't come from one of those families that we practiced Ayurveda for generations. Of course, being from an Indian household, you, you are doing rituals and practices that you've been told to do by parents and grandparents. With me, I had no idea why I was being told to do it, but I did it. Um, and when I started studying Ayurveda, it enlightened me a whole lot more. Um, so my background actually was education and psychology. I started with that. I am a bit of an entrepreneur, if you can call me that. I, uh, I started an international school over here. And, uh, and then I progressed from there into fashion. So I was uh, selling a lot of the top retail denim brands in Lagos. And then from there, my health unfortunately took me into the wellness sector and uh, fortunately after that I have been able to um, heal myself through Ayurveda and Naturopathy and uh, I decided that I had to share this amazing philosophy and learn a little bit more about it so I did and I'm now happy to say that I'm helping people from all over the world
1: great very inspiring Um, you know honestly it's always so much more impactful and powerful when someone's actually used it themselves yeah, and seeing the results, um, you know, firsthand. But no, and honestly, I I wasn't aware of the whole story. I didn't know you'd actually started a school, and would definitely want to hear more about that. Um, but we can come to that in a little bit. Just um, so yeah, so you know, I know today um, you know we're hoping to talk more about the importance of having a daily routine, um, and I think you know that's extremely important because especially over the past few months. So you know, otherwise every day my typical day I would get up around seven thirty eight be in the office a few hours after that, be there for like say 10 hours, come back home, eat dinner with the family, maybe meet some friends, go to sleep Um, and weekends maybe, you know, um, if the weekend wasn't working, then maybe I'd um, go play some sports, go go for a run, whatever, you know, it was like a very predictable, pretty healthy
0: lifestyle all the time, not bad.
1: So, but That was you know a couple of months ago very predictable you know I knew what I was doing and of course it's still very predictable today but it's very different right like I think there's a complete absence of routine um, for a lot of people um, Mm -hmm. right now and you know people are sleeping later waking up later sort of eating at odd times not really sure okay what do I do today what am I going to do tomorrow or even if I'm stuck at home like what am I supposed to do after a while I think people are even losing the motivation to sort of work. So I think, you know, it's important to sort of understand um, and definitely want to hear your views on this, but just about implementing a routine um, for every day, even especially in lockdown.
0: So, you know, I think more important than saying you should implement a routine. It's important to understand why. Why is it so important to have a routine? I mean, to be honest with you, the the theories of Ayurveda is that we should follow nature's clock, right? we should be at one with nature, so we should fo- we should be following nature's clock. So, very simply, as the sun goes down, we should be going to bed. As the sun comes up, we should be awake, and those should be our most alert <coughs> hours. Um, and if you, you will find that if you implement just this rhythm of sleep, and we'll get to sleep a little bit ra- later on. Mm-hmm. But if you if you implement these hours where you sleep when the sun sleeps and you wake when the sun wakes you will find that your body actually works at its best because in Ayurveda and I'm sure you know this but we all have what we term as our digestifier which is our ugly and our ugly tends to wake as the sun wakes and sleep as the sun sleeps so you are able to process everything better from the time you start getting up in the morning, you are digesting on a completely different level of everything. It's not only food digestion; it's emotional digestion. It's any kind of stimulus that you are, um, you know, that you have to process is being digested on a much, op- much more optimum level if you do it with the rhythm of nature. Mm-hmm. Make sense?
1: No, hundred percent. I think, um, of course, that's very important and like you're saying right like um, it all has to do again and we'll come to this question but all has to do with nutrition um, and your digestifier as well um, and of course ties into sleep and it's a whole you know holistic approach as opposed to okay if you fix your sleep cycle everything is magically going to be okay
0: well i think it all, all one of them links to the other right it's mm-hmm. so the first thing links to the next and then to the next. I mean, even even making sure that you eat at certain hours. Whatever you do, do it in routine. Our bodies work best when we are in routine. So even if you find you're not waking up exactly, dinacharya someone said. Perfect. So that's so, our CEO. So <laughs> So that's exactly right. Um Dinacharya, which is your daily routine. It is it is That's exactly what you need to do. You need to follow a rhythm and that rhythm, I mean, not everyone has to wake up at 5.30 in the morning. So long as you have some kind of set routine that your body can follow, you will find that you work at your optimum and by the end of the day, you will be ready to sleep.
1: (coughs) True, very true. And I think, you know, we definitely see that, especially when we're living more of a regular life, your full day you know um, and you tend to sort of get into that as well but yeah so just you know again coming back to how that links to everything else how important a role does nutrition play in all of this and just as a follow-up question to that um, what about the importance of eating at the right time
0: so let's deal with eating at the right time before we go into Mm -hmm. nutrition okay eating at the right time again so when we wake up in the morning um, our bodies are it's it's actually Kafa time. So it's the time where, um, you know, the earth is also waking. So outside, everything is a little bit damp and dewy and a little bit wet and a bit muggy, as is our bodies. Because, you know, you'll find that when you wake up in the morning, you're a bit sluggish. Your joints and your bones are not as uh, ready to face the day as they should be. And this is what we term as the kafa time of day which means that you're literally nourishing and growing for the day and because of that your body can't process your digestion doesn't work to its optimum at that time so if you put in something cold for breakfast for example you throw in a smoothie into your body what you're doing is your digestive fire is already burning not as brightly as it should be so it's a low digestifier. on top of that you put in something cold on top you're literally hindering your body's processes to work at its optimum for the rest of the day so the best thing to do at that point first thing in the morning is to nourish yourself with something warm so to encourage your body it's a bit like a car right when you leave a car overnight the engine gets cold and Mm -hmm. it, it takes time for your car to warm up a little bit in the daytime before it starts going so the same thing for your body as you you need to warm up your body for it to start so ideally starting your day with breakfast at routinely the same time you should technically have a morning routine all set up so that when you come to breakfast breakfast is eaten nourishing warm breakfast to enhance your digestive fire in the morning and then you know that they say that the Agni is at its capacity at its best at noon when the the sun is also the highest in the sky so you are actually processing your food the best at between 12 and 1 1 30 because your digestive fire is at its peak you can process pretty much anything you put into your body you can digest your best at that time so actually lunch should technically be your heaviest meal in the day so heavy carbs, rice, um, if you eat meat then meat that's the time to eat it, um, sweets whatever you want try and do it between maybe 11 and 2, 33. by 4 o'clock as the sun starts dipping so does your body so you start going steadily downhill from there so keep your body warm and moist and nourished all day long but by evening time you need to eat, and I'm sure you guys all know this, but you need to eat two to three hours before you go to bed. So, you are so you know, there's not too much of a strain on your digestive system while you're sleeping. You are able to process the food well in advance. And uh, dinner should technically be your lightest meal of the day.
1: Interesting. So, um, when you say, you know, we should, when you wake up... Um, do you sort of recommend a gap between the time you've woken up and the time you eat breakfast or does that not make too much of a difference
0: so so you know the thing is as you know i am not an ayurvedic doctor okay Mm -hmm. i am a lifestyle basically i help people change lifestyles and with with the maximum benefit i have observed people seeing in their own bodies is when they literally set a routine from the time they wake up in the morning. So, you know, ayurvivically they say that you should tongue scrape or oil pull first thing in the morning. And that's to remove the toxins from, from yeah. the gut and from from the mouth and improve oral health and brush your teeth. And then what I recommend is a glass of hot water first thing in the morning. Something that you can literally drink at one go. So not not too hot, a little warmer than room temperature. Mm-hmm. Um, and then depending on where your imbalances are in your body I would say, you know, if you can take some ghee in some form, a raw form of ghee and then I would say wait wait, you know, half an hour or so Nourish yourself with warm herbal teas and i would say breakfast probably about 8 8 30 okay. so yeah i would give it i would give it a gap in answer to your question i would say yes at least wait about an hour allow your body to take that warmth in from whatever you choose to give it whether it's in, you know whether it's in the form of hot milk or whether it's in the form of hot water the reason that you're doing that is you're literally warming up your system
1: very interesting. So we have a couple of questions coming in, and mm-hmm. um, so we had uh, a couple of questions earlier, which I wanted to come to a little later uh, about the just you know intermittent fasting and other diets, and maybe we can yes. talk a bit more about that when we get to nutrition. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: but there's a question here about can we drink flaxseed and lemon water together?
0: Um. To be honest with you, that's not a combination I can say I've heard. If you want to drink uh, lemon water. I would say pair it with ginger. Pair it with some grated ginger because ginger has a scraping effect, effect of toxins from the system, and lemon has an eliminating one. So if you can do a little bit of a little bit of grated ginger and lemon in the water, that's a great combination.
1: So, over there when you say lemon water, I know some people really recommend this, you know, personally, I haven't recommended hot water and lemon as soon as you wake up and then some people say you should never mix hot water with lemon. Um, do you have any sort of take on that? Uh? Um, no, I haven't heard that.
0: I, haven't, okay. I have not I never heard anyone say you shouldn't mix hot water with lemon. I have heard people say that you shouldn't take too much lemon juice because it affects the enamel of the tea. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I have. I've heard that. But to be honest with you, I think, you know, if you squeeze the juice of a full lemon into the water, then yes, I, I, it will affect the teeth in the long run. For me, I literally put a slice of lemon into the water and I tend not to have it without the ginger. I feel that the ginger, it's almost like you're wasting um, the effect of, of the drinking the water without the ginger because this, the ginger actually will scrape out the toxins for you and the lemon helps you eliminate it
1: very interesting definitely going to try that tomorrow morning Um, we have another question here does and I know you actually spoke about this but if there's anything more um, someone asking if they go to sleep directly after dinner will it lead to obesity or is there something else that sort of
0: so it's not only I mean it's not only about obesity right it's about allowing your body to do its thing with, with digesting your food so I would suggest that if you want to eat and sleep Try an incredibly light meal. I have questions about weight loss and people losing weight. And the first thing I'd say to them is if you want to try and lose weight, um, the the first thing you need to do is try to limit your intake at dinner time. Because your body just takes that much longer to process what you're eating at night. And it's much more likely that it will turn into toxins in your system if it's not digested properly. So, yeah, in short,
1: in answer to your question, probably. Cool. Um, So, just moving on um, and a direct sort of relation to this is just the importance of nutrition. So, what you eat as well, of course, matters a lot, not just when you eat it. Um, And again, you know, that's something we have been getting questions about a lot. Um, I know a lot of my friends as well. Um, Especially for people, you know, who haven't really been able to get out much, haven't been able to, which is most of us, but people who haven't really had, you know, for some of us who work online, who are able to work from home, at least you have that sort of routine in your life. But for people who don't have that sort of routine, it's become very easy to sort of stay up late, snack at like 1am, 2am, eat. And then of course, when you're eating at 2am, you're not going to be eating a fruit, you're eating like anything unhealthy that you can find. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so you know I think um, just want to hear more about that how you can sort of stay healthy at times like this and of course the importance or the role nutrition plays in this entire daily routine
0: so um, with Ayurveda, Ayurveda says that we have six tastes right Uh, sweet, sour uh, sweet, sour salt, sweet, salt, sour um, spicy, bitter astringent okay so these are the six tastes um, of Ayurveda and each of them has, there's a reason why we are told to take in all six tastes. Every every one of them has, there's a, there's a philosophy behind it and there's a reasoning behind it. For example, the taste of sweet does not necessarily here mean as in cakes and chocolates. Mm-hmm. Uh, sweet has an effect of uh, pacifying vata and pitta in the body. So, to be honest with you, if you are dealing with issues in COVID, um, like like you mentioned, you know, there's lack of routine and, you know, you're sitting and looking at the four walls and you don't know what to do, you you, you will probably find that your anxiety levels are going up a little bit. And to be able to pacify your anxiety levels, you tend to crave sweets. That's the time where everyone is craving something sweet. And if you were to pacify that craving, with a piece of fruit, for example, versus a chocolate cake, you would probably find that your body was able to to, uh, balance itself out for lack of a better way to put it. Now, I'm not saying that you should just go on eating fruit the whole day long. There has to be a balance with all six tastes. There's a reason why we're told in Ayurveda to to have all six tastes and each and every taste has a reason behind it. Um, You know, bitter, for example, you know, all the green leaves that we consume, whether it's palak or, or coriander or, you know, I don't know, sag, All the kind mm-hmm. of green leaves that we take have, have a, the, the terminology bitter behind it. And that's really good for scraping out toxins from your system. So if you have a green smoothie, for example, know that that in itself is not just like you know my mom has told me to have a green smoothie because i need to have my vegetables there's another reason that that uh, there's an effect on your system that is going on which is actually very useful to you now you're talking about nutrition and food we are so super fortunate in india that actually our kitchens are our best pharmacies And, you know, being in the work that you are in and, uh, you know, being on this Dr. platform where you guys are actually manufacturing, um, you know, medicinal herbs and stuff. You, you know, you guys know this better than anyone. The importance of, of our own Indian spices are so extremely therapeutic, both emotionally and physically. So nutrition over here in Ayurveda is not only about um uh, feeding yourself it is actually about looking after the whole entire body you know when when you are anxious or when you are nervous there are herbs that you can take and you know adding adding a little bit more spice adding a little bit more cumin in your food for example if you are suffering any kind of heat issues in the body inflammation you know just by adding jeera into your food um it actually really calms that down so food is looked at in, a, I mean, it, it plays a huge role in in our well being. And you know, eating eating a whole lot of junk food and a whole lot of preservatives aggravates all sorts of issues in your body. You know, it, it aggravates what what we call disease disease in the body. So, it, you know, you are actually causing problems to come your way.
1: No, correct. And you know. um, just what you what you said about the spices or us being fortunate enough to grow up with all of this in our kitchen yeah. it's interesting because you know um, growing up if I had a bit of a sore throat or a cold my mom would immediately be like okay here have some um, haldi with honey <laughs> and you know i would be like oh that's that's you know terrible I'm never gonna have it again and now suddenly you know especially since the pandemic you're seeing whatsapp forwards and even like you know of course doctors and everyone's recommending just Absolutely. exactly what we've grown up with
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you know, I I remember when I was growing up, I used to I used to keep getting told to have haldi dood, and I used to like haldi <laughs> dood. I mean, you know, it used to be like a punishment, and literally like yeah. medicine. You used to just drink it, and now in in all the coffee shops all over the world, it's turmeric lattes. Exactly. So, no. So you know, it's um, it's back to the roots for us completely.
1: Exactly, hundred percent. And you know, it's just interesting because. Um, and I, I know we've spoken about this before but just when people talk about Ayurveda and say oh you know how is this gonna help anything you know it's not promising to cure anything or call, do like you know there are no miracles happening it's just going back to what you sort of have at home just giving you the right combination that sort of suits your body the best
0: yeah um, this, this is
1: about going back to the roots. 100% and I think you know even with our latest immunity booster immuno hub um, if everyone watching check it out on our website You know, it's just rich in vitamin C and amla Um, and of course, you know, it's nothing special. You can see all the ingredients were very transparent with what goes in all natural. And it's nothing, you know, it's stuff that you can definitely or you've definitely grown up with. And I think that's very interesting and something that a lot of people are realising after, or especially at a time like this.
0: Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But anyway, moving on. So, One thing that we haven't really spoken about and I'm sure you know a lot of people are interested in is the role that fitness and exercise sort of plays Um, and I know given um, usually when you're going to office everyone's having long days you get really tired you don't usually have the time to exercise and then lockdown hit and people assumed okay we have three months of this lockdown period um, or three weeks of this lockdown period rather and you know we have all the time to do things we weren't able to do. and in the beginning everyone had this motivation like oh I'm gonna work out every day I'm gonna go you know as soon as people are allowed to get out again like go for a jog and I think you know the longer this is extended the more people are losing motivation to sort of stick to that um, but again you know of course um, it plays a huge role and I just want to know more about how you so, sort of view exercise in this daily routine
0: so i'm glad you i'm, I'm glad you termed it as exercise and not yoga even though <laughs> yoga is the sister science of ayurveda and technically it is probably the best of the exercises that go alongside it yoga is not necessarily an exercise it is more about um, the mind and keeping the mind at you know in the best place that it can be at mm-hmm. this point in time I think that unfortunately COVID has created a lot of disruption in everyone's life and nobody knows where they're going next nobody knows where their answers are and what's happening next and so the mind actually needs you, you, it's its important to keep the mind at rest and that for that yoga is absolutely amazing but people who are using yoga as an exercise I mean I, I, I'm not saying anything by all means if it works mm-hmm. for you go ahead and do it But how I personally use yoga is to calm my mind. I am one of those people who cannot keep my mind still. And from that aspect, yoga is absolutely amazing. But you actually mentioned exercise and exercise, you know, when we have limited amount of space around us also to move, um, it can be very difficult. But I would say even, you know, to do a 15 or 20 minute movement, and this is more about keeping your, your body supple and your, and, you know, your joints active. I mean, even if you can sit in one place and just find movements that you can do, it's very important not to stagnate. You stagnate in your body, you're stagnating in your mind as well. So, and let's of course, let's not forget that every time we exercise, our endorphins get released. So you know that's our that's our happy hormone. That that's what makes us feel like um, you know we are still humans and things are going to get better and we are in a good place and we will be just fine. So those so you know it's important to look at it from that point of view as well.
1: Um, no, definitely, and I think um, and just from personal experience as well. Just whenever I'm able to sort of exercise, you definitely feel a lot better after it. If, even if that isn't the case during. Um, yeah,
0: you know, I have I have friends at the moment who just walk around the house, they have their Fitbits on mm-hmm. and they walk around the house and they just, you know, determined to get those 10,000 steps a day in and okay. walk round and round and literally, you, you know, you get to your 10,000 steps or you get to 40 minutes of walking and you feel like, okay, at least I've accomplished something for the day, you
1: know? No, 100% and I think, you know, that whole gamification angle, especially, you know, I know People who are sort of competing with each other who's doing the most 10,000 step days in a month. And yeah. that makes it really important because at least you have something that's sort of pushing you towards that. And Absolutely. like exactly like you're saying, right? It doesn't need, I don't need to be doing like a whole 40 minute um, weights or ab workout, even if you're just sort of getting that walk in every day. Absolutely. It's you.
0: Absolutely. I mean, and and you know, even a 15 or 20 minute stretch and a, mm-hmm. you know, walking around your bedroom round and round and round could be a bit frustrating, but by the end of it, you'll
1: actually feel good that you've done it. Definitely. 100% I think that's, you know, it's a very useful tip and very important for people to realize that you don't need to do anything um, sort of special. You can, even in, no matter how much space you have around, there's always something that you can do. Um, You know, I know people who are climbing up and down steps and that might not be the best for your knees, but you know, you find things that sort of work for you or suit you
0: absolutely absolutely but try you know uh, implement a little bit of breathing and a little Mm -hmm. bit of yoga into it because that does help it actually pacifies the mind quite a bit which can be quite the devil's workshop at the moment
1: yeah no 100% definitely so no I was just saying that you know we had this question earlier that I missed about um, intermittent fasting um, keto and other such diets what is your sort of view on that
0: so I think intermittent fasting actually is really great Mm -hmm. um it works really well. In in Ayurveda, sometimes what you need is, especially when you're having problems with digestion, um, you need to give your body a break. You just need to give your body a break and it doesn't necessarily need to be fasting. I'm not talking about intermittent right now, I'm just talking about fasting in general. I think that it doesn't need to be fasting where you don't eat anything. I think maybe what you can do is you can allow your body to eat one meal a day and Really give your your digestive system a bit of a breather. Um, so to fast once a week like that, I think is absolutely amazing. Where intermittent is concerned, it's pretty much the same thing. You you know you stop eating at a time where you uh, you know you ha- you have dinner at say seven o'clock seven thirty. You allow you allow your body to to use that time to give everything a bit of a rest, and then you pick up again the next day and there are many many people who I'm sure you know intermittent has worked amazingly for them where, where weight loss is concerned and a lot of people find that as they as they do intermittent their body regulates into that circadian rhythm into that cycle of eating for this many hours in the day and resting for
1: that many hours correct no um definitely I know people who personally really benefited from it um not just in terms of weight loss but you know they'd say that they're feeling better or more active and a range of other benefits
0: yeah
1: um but anyway um thank you so much for doing this session was extremely informative i've learned a lot myself um, it was my
0: absolute pleasure thank you so much for having me
1: thank you um appreciate it and i will um you know we'll definitely sort of stay in touch thank you
0: Alright, alright. Take care. Thank
1: you bye. everyone for tuning in. Bye. Bye-bye.
0: Bye.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of Dr. Vedya's Heal at Home. Until the next episode, we'd love to hear back from you for questions, feedback or anything else. You can find us on Instagram and LinkedIn at Dr. Vedya's, and we'd love to have a chat with you. And if you like what you heard, then don't forget to press the subscribe button and do share it with your friends and family. We're nothing without our listeners.